Hey, Moving Forward listeners, believe it or not, the holidays are right around the corner. So get the ball rolling and get your ducks in a row. The Corporate Clichés Coloring Book makes the perfect white elephant office party gift or surprise stocking stuffer for your favorite work-from-home colleague. It's available now on Amazon. You can also find quick links at bemovingforward.com and in the show notes for this episode. Let's celebrate the holidays with some low-hanging fruit and a bubbling glass of synergy. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 406. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, starting last week, I launched a new miniseries or an updated miniseries, which will conclude this season on podcasting. And for those of you who are brand new, uh, welcome, first of all. I'm I'm really happy that you're tuning in. Uh, The best place to start is at the website, bemovingforward.com. You can see collections of episodes together. As I've explained on episode 405, you know, the first 200 episodes are mostly focused on interviews. Starting in 2019, I shifted the focus to miniseries, and over the last couple of years, I've mixed it up between conversations, one-off episodes, and I also do some collections. So this year has been a mix of different um, topics. I've covered a writing series. I've done updates on Poshmark. I've done um, interviews with very inspirational individuals, and I'm concluding this season with a look at podcasting or a revisit to podcasting because I did cover this as a miniseries in 2019. Those episodes are still available if you want to listen to them. I will have them referenced in the write-up because some of what I covered then is still relevant and important now, but I do believe that uh, podcasting has changed such that the technology is a lot easier. We're seeing lots of new podcasts launching all the time, but uh, out of those, we're seeing a huge disconnect between the ones that launch and the ones that actually put out content, and even the ones that put out content, the ones that actually stick with it. So my goal with this series is for those of you who want to launch a podcast or maybe are curious to do so, I not only want to give you the technical know-how, I want to give you a framework from which you can approach podcasting, not get overwhelmed, and have a through line that takes you from beginning, middle, to end. Because as I talked about last week, having an exit, I think, is really important. Now, today, what we're going to focus on is what most people think of when they think of starting a podcast is, what should I podcast on? What's the topic? What's the format? All of that stuff. But as I mentioned last week, I actually think it is important to start with your exit first. Now, I get a lot of questions about this. What if, um, wouldn't it be easier or better if I come up with a topic, then think of an exit? And the reason why I think the exit is a good exercise first before you even flesh out the topic is that having that honest conversation with yourself about how long you really want to do this or how many episodes you think you will do this podcast for It's your instinct or your gut telling you something as to really how much do you think you want to talk about a particular topic. So even if the number changes as of this week, and we will talk a little bit about that, it's a good starting point. I think having that that number before you even flesh out a topic is something that 
you should actually consider in developing your podcast. And I know that it's a bit of a controversial statement to say that. I know that there are a lot of podcasters who may disagree with me on this, but I really do believe starting out with an excerpt, exit and having that in mind will actually give you better focus in developing your show. That said, there is a little bit of a, a conflict or an incongruence between having your exit and picking your topic second. So we're going to talk about how to reconcile that as well. And so today we're going to think about how do I pick a topic for a podcast? Well, chances are, if you want to launch a podcast, you already have a topic in mind. Most people who, who I've coached who want to launch a podcast already have the basic idea. Maybe uh, it's tied to their business. Maybe it's tied to a specific interest. And I've coached people on both sides, people who have a particular expertise that they want to share, and it's tied to their business. So I just coached recently um, a friend and her colleague. They're both in real estate in a specific geographic area, and they want to launch a podcast based off of the real estate market and based off of living in this particular area, which I think is a great way to use a podcast. On the other end of the spectrum, you may have a specific hobby that you love talking about, and that can be a great um, uh, basis to launch a podcast. Maybe you love a particular TV show, you love a specific card game. I, I've heard so many different hobbies and interests turned into podcasts, and that's one of the reasons why I think this medium is so popular. So you may already have a topic in mind, but in case you don't, or maybe you do have your topic picked out, but you're not sure how to go about it, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down a process which I think can be very helpful. And I, I recommend get out a sheet of paper or get a dry erase board and just kind of jot some of this down. And in the write-up for today's episode, I'm going to have examples, at least one if not two examples, of this process that I'm going to talk about which may help guide you in formulating your podcast. So first thing I recommend is start with a very general goal. And I'm going to break down three goals that typically align with a podcast. And some podcasts may actually have one or two or a mix, but generally speaking, you're going to fall into one of these three. Now, that's not to say there can't be another large goal. There may be something else out there, but generally speaking, I think podcasts tend to fall into these three categories. So Number one is learning about a particular topic. In fact, if I had to uh, pick a goal uh, that represents the early years of moving forward, it was that, learning. I used moving forward as a way to talk to many different individuals from many different backgrounds and industries to learn as much as I could. So learning is one of the big goals that I think you'll find a lot of podcasts fall under. And interview podcasts or research-based podcasts or any podcasts in which you as the host, you're the learner, and by documenting this, you're also sharing your learnings with your listeners. So they, it, it's almost like they're learning with you. That can be a large goal. Another large goal is to share an expertise. Maybe you already have a lot of knowledge, such as my friend, uh, in real estate, and you want to share that on a podcast. So um, 
that can be a large goal. And there are tons of podcasts out there where you have experts in particular areas sharing their experiences, their knowledge. Think of how many podcasts from different startup founders and entrepreneurs were authors. A lot of times it's someone who's been doing something for a long time sharing their expertise and in essence using podcasting as a way to teach and to communicate and to convey that knowledge to their listeners. A third bucket that uh, I find a lot of podcasts will fall under is entertaining, entertainment podcasts. In fact, there are far more entertainment podcasts now, I think, than there were when I launched Moving Forward. When I was uh, doing Moving Forward, a lot of podcasts really fell into those first two buckets. I didn't see as many in the third, but now you've got so much in the realm of entertainment, both fiction and nonfiction. So you may have uh, those who are creators, maybe you're a playwright or an aspiring filmmaker. Podcasting can be a great way to test out screenplays or plays that you're writing, and you can mix it up. You can do one-off narrations. You can be the sole narrator and then just do a lot of voiceovers. Or you can get together with talented voiceover talent to fill in those characters. So you can create essentially your own serialized program, your own drama, your own comedy show, a fictional story using podcasting. The other end of that spectrum is is, is the more nonfiction where maybe you love a TV show and you just want to dissect it. You want to talk about it with maybe uh, people that you watch the show with, your friends who you could talk about this for hours and you're just basically recording that and airing that out. And of course, there are plenty of entertainment podcasts where fans will transcend the fandom and connect with people who are involved in a specific show or endeavor, actors, writers, producers, directors, interview them. And it's really that win-win where the show is getting additional publicity uh, through podcasts. And the show host, who may be a fan, is getting that much more of a deeper insight into the program. So you've got a wide range. And the... and. Again, these goals can overlap. An entertainment podcast in which maybe you're interviewing experts in a particular uh, show or program or card game or whatever, that can be a part of a learning or sharing an expertise. You can mix up these goals, but I think you're going to find that one of the three will be kind of the overarching theme. The other thing I recommend you do, so having a goal... I think is important. I also recommend, and this ties into what I was talking about last week with the exit, think about a result. What do you want to have happen by the end of the show? And this is what a lot of people don't think about. I didn't with Moving Forward. When I launched Moving Forward, it started out as an interview podcast. I wasn't thinking about necessarily an end goal with it. The podcast morphed. So starting... A couple of seasons ago, back in 2019, I stopped doing interviews and then I shifted towards sharing my own expertise and experiences working on different endeavors, including um, helping my dad launch a business on Poshmark or extend his business on Poshmark. Through that experience, I became, I guess, something of an expert in it. So then I shared and documented that with my listeners. So 
moving forward is an example of where I didn't have necessarily a defined goal, but the show, looking back on it, embodies those different goals. Now, as I also mentioned last week, if I were launching Moving Forward today, it would look very different. I wouldn't necessarily combine all of those big goals into one show. The fact is, Moving Forward didn't have a very defined beginning, middle, and end. I didn't have a clear exit. It wasn't until I was approaching episode 200 that I started thinking about that and decided to shift the focus, and and so the show has evolved. It's a very broad show, in other words. It encompasses a lot of different formats. It's a very eclectic mix, and I wouldn't necessarily do it that way if I were launching today. If I were launching moving forward today, I might just have one show focused on interviews and then conclude that and then launch a second show. So I recommend it's probably better if you have a specific focus. Now, that said, if you want to do something that's broader, such as uh, what I do on Moving Forward, and there are lots of examples of this, that's perfectly fine. Just know that uh, I still recommend going through the process of having an exit strategy because having a show that will evolve like that in one way can be very entertaining. On the other hand, you may find that you have listeners that come in and out, uh, listeners that are uh, particularly looking for specific types of episodes. And that's my guess with moving forward, that I have certain listeners who listen to the show for specific types of episodes, whether it's conversations or if it's maybe just the Poshmark stuff. So kind of bear that in mind. I think if you start with a very specific niche and stick with it, you're more likely to capture and identify an audience, Uh, especially if you niche it, if you really narrow down from your goal to your result, which I'll get to in just a minute. I think you're going to have an easier time finding traction with that. If you decide to do something a little bit broader, a little bit more general, in which you're encompassing a lot of different formats, a lot of different ideas, that's fine. Just know that it may take time to build momentum with that because not every listener wants to listen to a broad swath of different types of podcasts. Most podcast listeners gravitate towards a particular show because they like a specific focus. So I think if I were doing Moving Forward today, it would be much more focused and I would maybe launch another podcast to focus on a different type of format or goal. So I recommend start with a goal And what am I talking about when I say have a result? By the end of the show, have a tangible goal or result that you want to have based off of the goal. You launched the podcast because you wanted to learn, share, or entertain. By the time you finish the show, what do you want to have have happened? Or what do you want the result to be? So I'll give you an example. You want to learn. Maybe by the end of the show, you want to be an expert, either just having a lot of knowledge about a topic or being a practitioner of a particular topic. And I'll give you an example uh, a little bit later in the show. So maybe uh, you want to start a hobby. Maybe you want to learn about beekeeping, which is the example I'll use later on. You don't know anything about it. So you launch a podcast in part to get the education and to connect with experts. And maybe by the end of your podcast, after you've documented uh, all the things that you're doing to learn about beekeeping, 
by the end of the podcast, maybe that's what you're doing as a hobby. Or you've just built up a knowledge base on beekeeping. You're sharing an expertise. Maybe you know a lot about real estate or uh, auto mechanics or a, a particular field of engineering or starting a business on Poshmark. What do you want your result to be by the end of the podcast? Maybe you're starting a business. Maybe you're launching a course. Maybe you're writing a book. So have a particular result that ties into that sharing of an expertise. When it comes to entertaining, I think that's an interesting one because there's so many possible goals you could have with that. Maybe you're building up a loyal audience, building a name for yourself, especially if you're trying to break into the entertainment industry. I think a lot of that nowadays is incumbent upon you creating your own entertainment, having your own platform. And we see that a lot with YouTube. I think the same is true with the podcast. Maybe you want to parlay your career into the entertainment field, maybe as a journalist or as an entertainment reporter, or you want to be on the creative side. You want to be a, a scriptwriter or a playwright. Having a podcast can be a great way to really practice those skills or build up those skills. So I recommend start with that big goal, but also at the other end, by the time your show wraps up, what result do you want to have as of having put all that time and effort into your podcast. All right. So the exit, as I talked about last week, is really that framework. I believe having that exit strategy is the framework that gets you from goal to result. And I'm going to give you a device to use uh, that I think will be very helpful in getting that picture of goal to result. And uh, we'll do that in just a minute. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, if you're interested in starting a side hustle, selling clothes from your closet, I've spent over four years helping my dad expand his brick and mortar business with Poshmark. In my book, The Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses, I take you step-by-step with clear instructions, pictures, worksheets, and skill-building exercises to get you started. The book covers everything from taking great listing photos to creating videos that pop using nothing more than your smartphone. The Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses is available in paperback and for Kindle. I've also created a companion workbook, The Poshmark Seller Journal for Individuals and Small Businesses. Both books are available on Amazon, where you can find quick links at bemovingforward.com and in the show notes for this episode. Start learning and moving forward today. All right, picking up for where we left off, what I'm going to recommend is use something called the wagon wheel or a wagon wheel diagram. And so when you think of a wagon wheel, you have a you have a center and then you've got spokes and then you, it, it connects out to the wagon wheel. So you're going to do something similar on a piece of paper and I'm going to have an example on the write-up, one if not two examples of this. And I'm going to give you three different illustrations of this. So in the middle should be the general topic. And underneath that, I would write out your general goal, whether it's learning, sharing, or entertaining. Uh, So let's take our example that I've mentioned earlier, beekeeping. Let's say I have an interest in beekeeping, but I 
don't have any experience with it. It's something I want to learn about. So what I might do is I would write beekeeping in that center um, uh, in that center hub, and underneath that I would write out my goal. I want to learn about beekeeping. From there, what I would do is I would actually just generally map out three hemispheres, three spaces around that hub, beginning, middle, and end. And within each hemisphere, I might write out a couple of bubbles or a couple of circles, you know, maybe three or four. And each one should be a component of that hemisphere. So the beginning. The beginning might be, I know nothing about beekeeping. What can I learn about beekeeping and share with you? So that first first couple of episodes might be you documenting what you're learning about beekeeping. Maybe you're taking a course. Maybe you're learning things from the internet or the web or you're reading books and articles and you're documenting that on the podcast. You can also talk about the why. I think that's important. Why and how did you develop an interest? You know, Storytelling, I think, is an important component, whether you do a fiction or nonfiction podcast. Maybe the middle hemisphere is where you're leveling up. If you're doing an interview podcast, maybe at that point you're starting to reach out to experts, learning from them. And and one of the secrets that a lot of podcasters share is that having a podcast, an interview podcast, is a great way to approach an expert who may normally charge a lot of money for their time and get them to talk to you about their subject or expertise and ask them questions and to do so for free. So approach people who are experts in the field. Maybe you learned about some individuals through the beginning stage doing research or reading articles or books. Approach those individuals. And that can be the middle section where you're kind of leveling up your knowledge. And then the third, the third hemisphere, the end or the um, conclusion, and again, this ties into your expertise, is this is really where you want to get to that result. And perhaps by this stage, you've taken a course in beekeeping or you've visited a bee farm or something, and, and maybe you've, you've been mentored by a beekeeper. And so maybe you're sharing some of the steps that you've taken and your experiences in beekeeping. You know, you started out learning and, and learning about everything from the, the I guess, the, the boxes where they keep the bees or whatever they call the, um, the bee uh, uh, hotels or um, uh, cubicles or whatever. I'm, I'm just having kind of a, um, uh, a brain lapse right there. But uh, the housing of the bees, you know, those those bee uh, contraptions. Um, you're learning how to handle bees. You're learning about different bee types. You're learning about uh, the different accoutrements, the suits you have to wear so you don't get stung and all of that kind of stuff. And by the end of the podcast, you have a result. Either you're a beekeeper where you've learned so much about beekeeping. Maybe, and this could be a, a result as well, you've decided, you know what? I don't know that I really want to do this. I think it's interesting, but it's not really a hobby I really am interested in. That's a perfectly fine result. The result doesn't have to be written out and and because, you know, your life is not scripted out. But I think having those hemispheres and having some kind of result, I think, is what's going to keep your podcast focused 
and I think it's going to keep you on track. So from there, you have that arc. And again, this is why I like the wagon wheel. You can write out spokes. You can write out different blurbs and then develop each one into an episode. So episodes can be grouped within those hemispheres. Each episode can cover a specific topic, a milestone in your process, or a question you want to answer. All right, so let me share uh, one in which you're sharing an expertise, and I'm actually going to draw back to my own podcast. So as I mentioned, one of the most popular collections I have on Moving Forward is the Poshmark series, where I've shared out uh, and basically created an audio course on how to get started on Poshmark. So I'll break it down using the same framework. So in the middle is Poshmark, and for me... The, uh, the goal is to share out my expertise because I've had people ask me about Poshmark and I've shared my experiences with individuals offline. So why not share, share that online with, uh, with my listeners? And based off of the response to that, a lot of people were interested in this topic. So the beginning and those early episodes, starting with episode, I think, 201, uh, those first episodes, the first two episodes were so, I talked about the story. How did I get into Poshmark? Why did I get into Poshmark? The why and the how, setting up the story. The middle, as I uh, transitioned into the middle hemisphere, teaching the basics while also continuing to share my experiences as I learned Poshmark because I was already, by the time I did that series, I was maybe about, oh uh, gosh, not not quite one year into Poshmark. So just shy of one year of Poshmark. So I had enough expertise that I could share uh, some things that I had already learned. And um, but at the same time, I was continuing to learn on my own journey. So I that middle part was me teaching the basics, but also learning new things that I could share with my listeners. And the end is really where I cover the advanced stuff, where I really um, level up and have gotten much more deeper into the the enhancements and the updates. And so, and that has actually been ongoing for me. In fact, theoretically, I could continue that uh, for a long time. Uh, so my end is really just once you've established your Poshmark business or once you've you've gotten past the basics, how do you level up? And the result for me was actually writing my book, The Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses. That was actually the result that, um, and in fact, I didn't even realize that at the time. It wasn't until I had recorded those first episodes and getting into 2020 that I thought about that, where I thought about, where am I going with this, this Poshmark series? Am I just sharing out this information? Actually, I landed on a tangible result, which was writing my book. And, and then I've also documented that on the podcast. So that's an example of a sharing goal with a result of creating material through which people can learn how to start a business on Poshmark. And, and people can learn through several ways. Uh, they can listen to the podcast. You can read my book. I've also done some uh, webinars and interviews uh, video interviews on Poshmark. All right, let me give you an example with entertainment. I think entertainment, if you are a creative 
and maybe you're a playwright or an aspiring filmmaker, I think podcasting can be a great way to test out new stories or script ideas. So the beginning, and again, entertainment, I think, probably more than anything else, naturally fits into that story arc. I mean, when you think about beginning, middle, of end, the the most natural thing you think about is a movie or television show. So maybe the beginning. Let's take a fiction uh, podcast. Maybe you're introducing your characters and your plot. The middle, you're developing a story. And the end is some sort of wrap-up resolution. And your exit could be tied to that. Maybe you're thinking, well, I want to develop basically an audio show that's four seasons long. So you already have your beginning, middle, and end kind of mapped out based off of that exit. And that actually brings me to the next big thing. And this is a question I do get asked a lot. How does my exit align with this ideation process? So we've talked about ideation, starting with a big goal, having an end result. By the way, I should mention with the entertainment podcast, as I alluded to earlier, you can have many different results with this. So your result might be you're trying to build up a name, maybe you're getting yourself out there, maybe you're developing um, a demo uh, or an example. It's basically your storytelling resume. So there are many different end results you can have or just having fun. Maybe your result was that you wanted to tell a great story and you didn't necessarily have uh, any other result other than sharing that story with an audience. So that might be your end result. All right. So how does your exit align with your plan? I would say that if your exit, which again, I recommend start with that first, aligns closely with your ideation. In other words, you came up with an exit. Let's say, for example, you did last week's exercise. You came up with 30 episodes, maybe broken up over like three or five years. You know, So you can do the math on that. And your wagon wheel, your ideation of beginning, middle, and end has maybe 32, 35 episodes. You're pretty, you're pretty close to the benchmark. I would say that you're pretty well aligned. So you might want to tweak it a little bit, maybe uh, move the benchmark a little bit so that your exit is aligned with your wagon wheel because you're not that far, far off. If your exit, let's say your 30 episodes overshoots the mark a little bit. Let's say you've, you've designed your podcast and it's 25 episodes as opposed to 30 then move your goalpost back. I think that's actually a very good sign. That's probably a sign that you've really thought out the topic. You've really deliberated on it, and conscientiously you're niching it. There's no filler in your podcast plan, which I think is great because you don't want to have, you know, sometimes a lot of podcasts will will go off the rails because they don't have a plan. They don't really have a, a direction. And so you, you've really focused on the topic and you've really dug into it and you find that, you know what, 25 episodes is good. So you could move your exit back a little bit. All right, what about the situation if your exit is really off the mark and it's too low? Let's say 30 episodes is what you were thinking, but your exit plan ended up being so elaborate you came up with 100 or several hundred. Well, then it's time to go back and look at both of those and figure out where the disconnect is. So I would start with this. Is your topic too broad? So think about it. Certain topics you could talk about forever. And, and that's a given. So, for example, if you're doing a, a podcast on practicing law, the laws are changing all the time. 
So maybe think about, did I make this podcast way too broad? Just having a podcast about the law is too broad. Do I want to focus on a particular area or area within an area, maybe a specific question? Did I make the podcast too broad? And in fact, I would be the first to say that moving forward is maybe a little too broad. I have a specific exit now. As I mentioned, I will be ending the show at 500. But if I were planning out moving forward today, I would probably have planned out a much more focused, shorter-term podcast, maybe 100 episodes or 200 episodes, and then branched off to another podcast to tackle on the other things. But as it is, I'm also proud of the fact that I've been able to stick with moving forward week after week and share some great content. And I do have listeners who have been with me since the early days who continue to to tune in uh, to these current seasons. So that's not necessarily a bad thing either. So, But I recommend for most of you, if you're starting a podcast, and if I were doing it today, if I were launching a podcast today, I would really try to make it focused. And it's not a bad idea to have a set number. So look at, is your topic too broad? Do I really need to narrow it down in scope a little bit? Or am I being too restrictive with the exit? Maybe I thought about the exit. Maybe I was a little bit too restrictive on it and I need to loosen that up. But if the disconnect is really huge, then I would maybe go back and start over with the exit again and and calibrate. What you want to do is you want to calibrate it so that you're fairly close. Your exit plan aligns fairly closely with your theme and topic. And Again, people will ask me, well, shouldn't I just come up with the topic and theme first and then do the exit? That's that's okay. I think it's, for me though, the, the benefit of actually planning the exit first is I think that number actually does tell you something. If you think in terms of really how long do I want to do this? What do I have in mind? And then go into looking at the topic. I think those numbers can be very telling. And I think it for in my opinion at least if you come up with the exit and then ideate the podcast and then look at the two numbers and see where the the intersection is between the two as i mentioned if they're really close i think you really have something i think you've got a great podcast plan if there's a little bit of adjustment that's okay if it's way off the mark i think that's also telling maybe your gut's telling you i only want to do 30 episodes but this topic is so big, I could theoretically talk about it for a thousand episodes. Maybe I need to go back and narrow down and just do a slice of the topic or a particular aspect of it. And the reason why, again, I'm not trying to curb your creativity or your content creating momentum. Really what I want you to do with the exit and coming up with the arcs, beginning, middle, and end is have a roadmap, have a plan such that when you're cranking out episodes week after week, you have something that keeps you on track. You have a destination that you're going to reach. And that's why I think it's important to have a result that is that is the fruit of all the work and effort you put into in pursuing the goal. So start out with the goal, come up with the result, and the podcast is really the journey in between. So Exit strategies and story boarding using the wagon wheel method, I think, will help you stay focused. It will give you direction. And more importantly, it will give you that through line to kind of continue on when the excitement of launching a podcast wears off. I also think that this is a confidence booster. Having a direction, having a clear 
thought of where you're beginning and where you're going to end. I also think we'll give you the confidence to actually launch your show. But we're going to talk more about confidence uh, on a future episode. For now, what I want you to do, your assignment for this week is if you've already done the exit, mapped out how many shows you want to do, now is the time to look at developing your theme. I recommend go pick a goal, have an end result, and then do the wagon wheel exercise with the three hemispheres. Again, if you go to the write-up, I'll have an illustration of what this will look like. So you can replicate this. It'll be fairly easy to do. And then uh, you can do this on a piece of paper. You can do this on a whiteboard. And I, and I do recommend look at those two numbers. Do the number of episodes I have planned out, do, do they calibrate more or less with my exit? If they do, then I think you've got a pretty solid foundation upon which to launch a podcast. If there's too much of a disconnect, you're going to want to reevaluate and see why that is and maybe, you know, maybe focus more or loosen up the exit if it's too restrictive. All right. So the write-up for today's episode is at bemovingforward.com. Remember, uh, the Corporate Clichés Adult Coloring Book is available on Amazon. It's also on Barnes & Noble online. Makes a great holiday gift, especially for those uh, holiday parties that are coming up. If you're looking for that white elephant gift, it's it's a popular one to give. Uh, I also have the Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses, speaking of uh, topical uh, series as well as the Seller Journal, which is a companion to that, the Poshmark Seller Journal for individuals and small businesses. So uh, the the books are available on Amazon. You can find them there. You can find them on the website at bemovingforward.com and in the show notes for this episode. All right, have a great weekend, and I'll be back next week. You can find the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. The views expressed by any featured guests are not necessarily those of the host, the program, or affiliates. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and bemovingforward.com. All rights reserved.